Welcome to the Home Inspector Marketing Podcast. Because you're a home inspector looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line, you are in the right place. For additional training resources on how you can grow your home inspection business, go to microreturns.com right now. And now, here's the podcast. Hi, this is Mike Crow, and I run a home inspection business. In fact, I've run a couple of home inspection businesses. The true joy for me, though, has been helping literally thousands of home inspectors build really solid home inspection businesses as well. We can help a single man operation be able to do over $300,000 a year, maybe all the way up to $400,000 a year as a single inspector operation. Even better for me is the 80 plus companies that we have helped be able to build million dollar home inspection businesses. And they only work in their business about half a day a week in the process. I would like to help you be able to do the same thing. Glad to see you're back. Well, maybe we've inspired you a little bit, and I have to tell you, the next part's going to get even a little bit funner. So we talked about the e-myth. We talked about the entrepreneur. We talked about the manager. We talked about the technician. We talked about all those parts of that. We talked about that most of you are probably technicians going into business. We also mentioned the fact that uh, I was a manager going into business, and I had my dad there side by side with me who was an entrepreneur helping me go into this business. And the truth was, it was more the opposite direction. My dad was the entrepreneur wanting to go into this business, and I was the manager helping him make sure that we could put this together. Both of us trained ourselves to be the technician in the business. And, and by the way, I've been at this since 1985, all right? And I have done well over 10,000-plus home inspections. My dad has done well over that uh, as well. And in fact, in Texas, where we're located, Texas was the first state in the United States to have licensing. My dad's license number is 28, <laughs> okay? Think about that. It's two digits, all right? My license number is 1525. I was playing around. I still had another job uh, while we were growing this business, uh, and so I didn't go get my license as quickly as possible. Now the license numbers are, are like five digits and way, or six digits maybe even, and they're way up there uh, doing some great stuff. So let's jump back into, we talked about what helped me get my business back on track. Uh, one was I had passion, but I was willing to follow what somebody else was willing to tell me that I needed to do. I'm here now to try to help guide you and tell you what you need to do to take your business to the next level uh, as well. We introduced the book uh, that we're going to go through piece by piece by piece to help get you off to a good start. And I'm going to specifically address this towards you uh, in the home inspection world. Now, if somebody's listening and they're not in the home inspection world, I want to give you congratulations. And I'm going to tell everybody here a huge secret. One of the reasons I'm incredibly successful is because I have learned to go take ideas from other industries, other cultures, and pull those into my business in the home inspection world. So if you're here and you're in the insurance, mortgage company, real estate agent, roofing business, um, uh, you know, digital marketing, whatever it is, everything I'm saying here applies to you as well. And for those of you that are in the home inspection world, as you learn this, you'll find that you can help other people with this kind of information too. So in the introduction... One of the things they talked about is that the problem is that most people are doing the wrong work. Most people are doing the wrong work. See, most people, when they go into the business, they're the technicians. And so they're focusing on the technical side of the business. And that's perfectly good. 
But what you need to understand is there's much more to it than just the technical side. And so he goes in and talks about some different myths about going into business and everything. But the big thing that I want to make sure that you understand is what makes people work is an idea worth working for. So we kind of talked about you're doing the wrong thing in business. And when you understand that you really need to be at the heart of the business, and you've heard this said before, and this is the book where I learned it, was you need to be working on your business, not just in your business. Now, this is important. You need to be doing both, all right, until your business gets to a certain level. And in my case, what I teach people is uh, you need to be doing uh, doing both until you're around the million-dollar company mark. And so you're going to be doing working in the business and on the business. But if you do not schedule some time to focus on working on the business, then then everything else is going to fall apart on you at some point. Here's one of the things that I teach people. It's not in the book here, so you need to pay close attention. I teach people focus time. When I'm working with somebody and they're brand new with us uh, as a coaching member, one of the things that I help them do is put a two-week calendar together. And one of the things on each week is at least two hours to spend on building the business. They're working on the business in that process. And I want to make sure that you have that. So on your calendar, you've got to go on somewhere and mark off two hours to work on your business. And as we go through, I'm going to start giving you a list of things that I want you to do to work on your business and to make sure that you're getting it right. Now, when I do an initial coaching session with somebody, I go through that list with them almost all at once to help get them up and get them started as quickly as we possibly can. And for other companies that have been around for a long time, it's so much fun because a lot of times I'm working with somebody and they go, oh yeah, I've been inspecting 10 years, 15 years. I've had people inspecting 20 plus years. And then when I start teaching them what I do and how I do it, they go, oh my gosh. And these favorite words of mine come out all the time. I've been doing it wrong. (laughs) Yes, you have. So we're going to work on fixing that. And I want you to understand why you're doing some of that. So what what makes work an idea worth working for? What is it that really drives you? See, if you don't have that why that you are trying to achieve, then everything gets more difficult. My why was very simple back then. My why was I had four kids, four amazing kids, and I had an amazing wife. And part of my job is to support that family. And so my why, my passion was very set in that. My why and my passion is a little bigger now. So I still have a family. Now I have grandkids, and I've expanded the family to mean also, of course, my parents. And I've expanded my uh, business to be able to go even above and beyond that. So the, the people that work with me and my company, I consider them family. And so that's part of my passion. And then those people that I'm coaching, I consider them part of my family. And I try to make sure that I'm taking care of those people as much as I possibly can. And by the way, If you have kids, you'll understand that sometimes kids won't do what you ask them to do. Sometimes employees won't. Sometimes coaching members won't. And eventually, eventually, they go, you know, if I had just done it the way you had told me the first time, this had been so much easier. So maybe, maybe if I tell you that, you'll you'll try it my way the first time instead of going, well, I like what he said, but let me try it this way first. And then... One of the things that breaks my heart is somebody to come back three, four, five, six, seven years and go, oh, Mike, I wish I had joined you then. I wish I had listened to you then. Okay. So 
this book that we're talking about, the E-Myth here, says that your business is nothing more than a distinct reflection of who you are. Think about that for a second. My business, your business, is nothing more than a distinct reflection of who we are. My distinction is to help people help themselves. Now, I am at that level because I've gotten so many other systems into place that I can work and focus on that, and I don't have to focus on the day-to-day inspection itself. We're going to help make sure you can do that as we're moving forward. And then it says the first change that you need to make is in your understanding of what your business really is and what it takes to make one work. Most people think that they're in the home inspection business. You're not in the home inspection business. What? (laughs) No, you're not in the home inspection business. You are in the marketing of a home inspection business. If you're a roofer, you're not in the roofing business. You're in the marketing of a roofing business. And it, it changes the whole perspective of some of that. And then, uh, you know, once you grasp that, once you grasp the overall view of your real business, then everything gets easier for you. Your business, your life will virtually take on a new meaning and you will focus more on some things that you've never focused on before. You'll begin to understand why so many people fail and then to get, you know, what you want from your business. It can only happen, though, if you're willing to make some changes. So in part one of the book, he talks about the myth of the entrepreneur. And we already talked about this a little bit. Most people, when they go to start the business for themselves, they think they're an entrepreneur, but they're not. They're truly, honestly, a technician who had an entrepreneurial seizure, as he likes to call it here, and say, oh, you know what? I'm going to go into business for myself. And the funny thing I watch is that people... They don't like working for other people, and then they go into business for themselves, and then they work twice as hard, twice as long, and usually get half the results, especially in the beginning, of what you could have uh, in you know, working for someone else. And so there, you need to understand that. But again, if you will work your way towards that long-term vision, and we're talking three years, five years, ten years in some cases, it's worth getting there. But it is risky, and it is a little bit scary uh, going from point A to point B. So the entrepreneur had only, you know, existed for a moment, a fleeting second of time, and then it was gone, okay? The entrepreneurial seizure. Uh, And what your profession, whatever your technical work was, a lot of times you turned it into this business here. And it could have been anything that you did. Uh, In most cases, uh, 80 plus percent of people that become home inspectors were contractors or roofers or electricians or plumbers. Um, And, uh, you know, if you if you were doing, uh, you know, the rafting and all that of the structure of the home, this is this business looks pretty darn good. But then there's a lot of things you still have to learn about this business uh, in that process. So the fatal assumption that most people make is that if you understand the technical work of a business, then you're going to understand what a business needs to be able to grow. And it just isn't true. The reason it's fatal is that it isn't true. And in fact, it's the root cause that most businesses fail. And I don't want to see you fail. I want to see you succeed. And you've got to understand that it's not just about doing a good home inspection or doing any type of work that you do. The technical work of a business and a business that does that technical work are two totally different things. 
In fact, let me say that again. The technical work of a business and a business that does technical work are two totally different things. And once you understand that, everything starts getting clearer for you. You know, I draw what I call for people the business bullseye. And I will show you that at some point because in the business bullseye, you have the admin, you have the marketing, you have the sales or answering of the phones and scheduling inspections, and then you have the inspection service. But a lot of times people are all focused. In fact, when I talk with people that are running a home inspection business, they're all focused on the home inspection. How do we make it better? How do we make it faster? How do we make our reports? All of this stuff, that's all great stuff. But they miss three-fourths of their business in that process. They miss some of the admin stuff. Have you ever heard of anybody filing their taxes late? You probably have too. It happened to me a couple of times, okay? Uh, or I, I was surprised on the numbers, the dollars on the financial side. Maybe you thought you understand marketing, and maybe you do. And maybe you have one piece of marketing you understand. But I'm going to tell you, I'm a master marketer, and I know 20 ways, 100 ways to create home inspections. Now, there's some that create more than others, and you need to make sure that you're focusing on that. And then you've got to focus on answering the phones and getting the phones right. Because if you don't get the phones right, it doesn't matter how good your, your inspection service is. It doesn't matter how good your marketing is. If you don't schedule the inspection, nothing happens. And that we call sales, all right? People hate calling it sales, but that's what it is. Now, when we hire people to do that job, we don't even call it sales, okay? We just tell them they're scheduling. Um, and, of course, we want them to schedule at least seven or eight out of ten people that call. I call that a kill ratio, all right? But you've got to make sure that you understand that. So suddenly, you know, the job that you knew and you did so well becomes so much more than that, all right? As he says here, the, the, suddenly the job that you knew to do so well becomes one job he knows, and that is how to put a dozen others he doesn't know all into place. And we're going to work on that. We're going to talk about all these other parts as we go through these podcasts to help you be able to get your business set up and get it run right. And remember, you've got to work on the business, not just in the business. You're not just doing home inspections. You're not just doing home inspections. You're learning how to figure out the finance side. You're learning how to do the marketing. You're learning how to do the sales or scheduling of those inspections. You're working on the business, so you can work in the business. And then what I'm going to show you later on is basically what it takes to be able to structure that business so that you don't have to do all of those parts. You start hiring people to do those parts as well. Well, this is Mike Crow. And you know, one of the things that I should have said earlier, and I want to make sure I say it now, is be successful and be around those people that are successful. And here's something you need to know. One of the reasons I tell them to do this is because the more money you make, the more people you can help. It's so simple. And I'm all about helping people help themselves. And the more money I make, the more people I get to help you're going to find that that is probably going to be one of the greatest joys in your life as well. All right, talk with you again soon. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. And as a friendly reminder, if you're looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line as a home inspector, go to microreturns.com right now.